Hey everyone, and welcome back to Commander Clash. This week, we are going to be talking about salty cards. EDH Rec recently did a grand salt score top 100 saltiest cards in Commander. Uh, they do a poll every single year, uh, polling people on EDH Rec, people who view the site, um, asking them to rate every single card, and, and then they compile to see uh, which ones are the saltiest, and they give a top 100 every single year. So recently they did the one for 2022, and uh, yeah, we're going to be just discussing the cards here and giving our thoughts on them, seeing if there's any common patterns between the cards, what changed between 2022 and 2021, um, and, and how we would approach using these cards in Commander. Like, what would we do with this information um, in a regular game? How do we apply it? And joining me, as always, for this discussion is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing great, Tomer. How are you today? I'm excited to hear people's takes on it, especially uh, one person in particular. <laughs> I'm thinking Krim, aka the Asian Avenger, Hi. Uh, aka the Troll Master. Uh, I, I really want to hear some of your opinions on some of these cards. <laughs> uh, a, a, a lot of these lists, or this entire list, is like almost my deck list. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like writing down notes, like, oh, I forgot oh, about this, this is, card. This, this is a good deck. Hold on, if I just add <laughs> everything here, <laughs> you can fit everything in blue. <laughs> Or not, maybe not, but you'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, moving on, we got Phil, a.k.a. Brewer's Kitchen. How's it going, Phil? Uh, all good. Just uh, waiting to rate some salty cards, although I I can't understand why all of them are salty looking at the list, so <laughs> not there are much. Be... Yeah, not much to say. Probably there's a lot to say, but man, these cards are salty. <laughs> yeah. Static up. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, just just to clarify, you can find all these. Uh, you can find the top 100 um, uh, EDH rec salt cards uh, linked in the video description. Also in the article, if you go to mtggoldfish.com, if you're listening to this on the podcast, if you go to the article on mtggoldfish, you can find we're going to be linking the EDH rec uh, top 100. So you can just find that with a single click. But also uh, Joey from EDH Recast did a cool video, a short 14-minute presentation, basically, on the new stats. And a lot of really cool tidbits uh, comparing the 2022 uh, Salty cards versus last year's and the years before and see what the trends are. So a lot of the talking points uh, are actually gleaned from that video as well that I thought maybe would be interesting to discuss and expand upon as a group. Um, so big shout out to Joey for an EDH rec cast for, for doing the video. You, you can find that also linked in the article section um, as well. And I highly recommend checking them out. All right. <clears throat> so for for our, our listeners at home, these are the top 10 saltiest cards in Commander as as uh, notified by um, the EDH rec uh, or sorry, EDH rec viewers. Um, Seth, could you could you go over the top ten and maybe w- <laughs> what 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 categories would you would you sort them together in? Uh, all right, so almost all of them are some form of mana denial. Uh, the top four are actually Stasis, Winter Orb, Static Orb, and Vorinclex, which are all cards that keep you from untapping your lands or untapping permanents. And then there's a bunch of just mass land destruction, sometimes with more destruction thrown in, like Obliterate, Devastation, uh, Yakel Hops, which we've seen Richard play several times on Commander Clash, Armageddon. And then the two weird ones, I would say, are Expropriate, which is a massive extra turn spell, uh, can get you up to three turns, or steal 
steal some things, like Blatant Thievery Extra Turn Hybrid, and Thassa's Oracle, which I guess is just the easiest way to jank out a win without really playing a game of magic with the help of something like demonic consultation so mostly some sort of mana denial with a couple of oddballs thrown in and honestly if you keep going further down the list i think that top 10 does hit on there's a few different categories i would say of cards if you really jump into this top 100 list but one Mm. of the biggest ones in probably the single saltiest category of cards for commander players is stuff that stops you from using your lands either doesn't let you untap your lands blows up all your lands there's mass land destruction cards that i honestly never heard of like if you go down on the (laughs) near the bottom of the top 100 there's a card called kelden fire bombers which is like a five mana red card from prophecy that when it uh etbs each player sacks all but three lands they control so basically anything that's going to mess with people's mana is going to show up on this list very highly on the list so i would say that would be the number one category but if you dig into it i think there's some other like common themes are there any other like Mm -hmm. common themes that you guys see in this list like groupings of cards that tend to be salty i mean stacks is pretty much that right if you have to pay more it's basically like tapping down your lands hmm. yeah we said like grand arbiters on there that's uh that's yeah. one of them Ristic study i guess you could call a tax card in a weird way so yeah things that things that tax definitely i would say are a category yeah extra turns as well uh, yeah it, it seems like it seems like the big one for me is like stuff that prevents you from casting your spells. Yeah. And that's like all the all the mana denial stuff is lumped there and that's like the bulk of the stuff here. And then stuff from like like just not allowing your creatures to do things. Like there's I noticed there's the tabernacle at Pendrel Vale, uh, which is I think it just barely didn't make the top ten. Uh has a salt score of two point three two. Uh just just as a heads up the highest uh, a saltiest card is 2.92 that's stasis and the lowest on the top 100 is 1.56 so uh, like notion thief is, is rounding out number 100 on the top 100 and it's half as salty as stasis which is number one speaking of uh, locking down creatures I think it's interesting that there's several cards that deal with creatures permanently that are on this list like Elish Norn is 1.71. Humility is on here somewhere. Overwhelming Splendor is on here at 1.8. So commander players don't like things that stop their creatures from working forever. What you don't see on here, though, is just wraths. Like, it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of funny that if you want to sweep the board one time, apparently that's not going to make people too salty. But if you play a card that's like, your creatures aren't going to function for the rest of the game as long as this card's on the battlefield, that's when you start to see the uh, the salt come out a little bit. Makes sense, right? At least it's over after the rough and you can do something again with humility. Mm. It's like some decks just don't play their deck afterwards <laughs> if they lose all abilities. Oh my, like Yarok yeah. or something will not have fun. Because yeah. probably they, they play like if they are answers to enchantments uh like creatures and these creatures don't have abilities, yeesh. Yeah. It's a little awkward. That's that's probably the the hard part for those type of decks. Like a Yarok deck, what type of uh, enchantment destruction are they running? They're running a creature with an ETB that will blow up the thing, or Chulain, for example, same thing. Yeah, like yeah. they're going to be yeah, running yeah, creature more things for more value. <laughs> so, so they like shut down the hate painful. cards too, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the answers 
see that. I mean, really, if you delved into this list and you were going to sum it up is one category, it would mostly be, and not every card, there's exceptions that we'll talk about, but I think it's mostly stuff that stops me from executing my game plan. Whether that be I don't have any lands, my creatures are locked down from ever, you're taxing me in a pretty harsh way so I like can't draw extra cards, I can't cast my instants, like a huge percentage of the cards on this list, I think, end up falling under that category. Like, it seems like commander players... They want to have the opportunity to do what their deck is trying to do. And if you blow up their stuff or even counter their stuff for the most part, they can deal with that. But once you stop them from, like, executing their game plan, that's when people start to get really salty. It's like the difference between a speed bump and, like, putting a wall in front of them, right? Like, speed bumps, people don't seem to be salty about. Like, if you sword somebody's commander, like, okay, but I'll recast my commander later, but you've slowed me down. Whereas you put humility, humility on the battlefield, it's like, well, I need to hope to top deck my like one or two outs to humility, or I'm just not going to play the game, and I have 99 cards in my deck. So, I, I feel like some a good amount of this is just speed bumps, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the first the first ten, I, I can like get down with, but like so yeah. far, I feel like a lot of uh, may, actually no <laughs> three, six, nine, yeah, like like about the first ten, I get uh, to eleven, but. There's a good chunk of this. I'm just like, wait, why? Why is this a problem? Yeah, give me an example. Yeah, what do, what yeah. do you see as a speed bump that other people see as a super salty card? Okay, wh- why is Jewel Lotus a, like a, a super duper salty card? Why? Ooh. Why is mm. like I I, do, I genuinely don't see why that's that problematic. Why is you know uh, like an oppression or something like that? And like like I I don't think these cards are they're like I'm not saying like they suck. Like, please don't yeah. take that as these cards are terrible. <laughs> uh, they are good cards, but I don't see why that's a problem. I don't see why Rift is a problem. I don't see why... I definitely don't know why Droneth Magistrate is on here. Like, Droneth <laughs> like, Magistrate is a 1-3. It is a 1-3. Like, like, there are a lot of these cards... Just, okay, like, I get, I get like, maybe Nethervoid. Uh, I get Nexus of Fate, right? Like, I, I, I don't get Emrakul. The, the promised end. Like, you take my turn, mm-hmm. but how many times have we seen that happen? Like, you know, someone plays it, and, like, it's like, cool. I, I have, like, a bunch of bad cards, or I can't cast my cards, right? It's, like, sick. And and Force of Will? Like, come on. I thought I thought counter spells were speed bumps. <laughs> like, this this is why. Yeah. Because this is free, I guess that's why. But, like, uh, I get I, the extra I, turns part. I wonder, too, if, if it's a little pay-to-win-y with, like, Force of Will. Like, if any of it's, like... It's a counter spell, but it's like a hundred dollar counter spell, and it's really, really good. So you get a pretty big mm-hmm. advantage if you're willing to pay a hundred dollars to have Force of Will, or same with uh, Fierce Guardian. Really, like yeah. you, there's a pretty big gameplay advantage to being willing to spend that amount of money compared to playing like mm-hmm. a counter spell or something. So I wonder if that is a little bit of what makes people salty about those cards too. Like I know people don't like getting yeah. countered, but it's especially brutal when you get countered and you're like, oh, I'm. I'm too poor to be able to counter you back because I don't have a force of will. <laughs> yeah, the the counter spells on this list are three the three free counter spells like force of negation, force of will, and the free commander. Wow, I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah uh, fierce guardianship. Fierce guardianship. Yeah. And yeah. then there's uh, mana drain. There's mana drain. Uh, pretty pretty good one. Uh, pretty much free if you sum up the mana in two turns, then you even get mana out of it. Yeah, no I, counter spell. I mean, I, I I can understand the. I feel a little bit of salt on on 
uh, the free countermeasures just because I think they're very bad game design. Like I think part of the part of the balancing act of counter magic is the fact that you need to keep up mana in order to utilize them. And I think that's actually like a really it's a fun mini game with with blue players where you have to you have to respect the fact that they have open mana. So if they do have open mana, that means you have to either try to bait the counter spell or like play around it in some regard. Whereas and then when they tap out, that means you have the green light to to do your thing. And then free mana counter magic just kind of feels like, oh, well, that sub game's gone. You can just have it whenever, so I'm not even going to play around things anymore because, you know, he, they can have it, right? Like, it's just going to get countered anyway. So I, I think it's just a bad design, um, but I'm not necessarily that salty about it. I wouldn't rate it highly in terms of salt. Like, yeah, me It's just me a yeah, one-shot. Like, these, these things in terms of salt, like, don't make sense. Like, if you... Like, you know, if you choke me, uh, I, I guess, like, I don't really view that as, a, like, a salty experience for me. Maybe because I've gotten choked out so many times in Modern that, that I'm just like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, but, like, these cards don't bother me. Boil, choke. <laughs> I mean, like flash fires. Like, what? What? What are these I, on here for? Right? Like, I, I don't. I don't know that, why. Some decks oh, get eradicated by this. If you're mono white and the rest of the table doesn't care about flash fires, you're I, sitting there like I don't know if I spoil anything, but I mean, Seth had a yeah. quite the similar experience yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know why Krim doesn't fight me salty because he likes doing it to me. I would actually I, argue though. Don't that, you like, like Island Seth? <laughs> oh I love Island. Remind though. me. Don't remind me. <laughs> I love violence. Why? Why? You know, like it, like, and, and I mean, I could understand maybe like the like humility, like salt meter, but like I don't even mm-hmm. view humility as that salty. You don't play so, creatures, Cram. Of course you I, don't. I, I do creatures, creatures will be fine. My opposition agent now does nothing, right? Like so, like half the time, I don't know. I, I, I un- the only thing I can understand, and also why is. Okay, Gaia's Cradle outside of price point, right? Is, Tomer is gets the... very salty about Gaia's Cradle, so that one makes sense. I don't <laughs> find Gaia's Cradle salty, but Tomer like right. gets super salty over that well, one. Like, I think because of Vince. That's a Vince. Isn't it, isn't it also just like well, we have we have Gaia's Cradle is uh, two two point zero three salt score. It's pretty it's high, pretty on the high list. up there. Yeah, um, but even higher is like Dockside Extortionist, and okay. I think I lump them I, in the I, same I category. That. I like because they're both oh. just they make way too much mana than what what the format should should allow. I think it rockets you too far ahead. I think so. I put I put them in the same category. I think it's interesting to see a few of those push for commander cards from recent years show up on there. I was thinking that maybe people didn't like wizards printing cards specifically for commander that were so pushed, but maybe it's just the mana thing because like smothering ties on there at 2.11. We mentioned jeweled Lotus is pretty high on the list. Uh, you mentioned Dockside is pretty high on the list. So it seems like that's another like, pseudo category is just like the most busted cards Wizards has printed in the last couple of years people rank them very highly what why is Alex mm, Norn not here? just uh, yeah Alex Norn not locks out certain decks I guess the card yeah. that I really don't understand which is also made for commander uh Atraxa I mean it is number 98 oh. on the list but yeah. isn't it just the Atraxa decks that uh, Wait, wait, even them? I, hmm. I, I, I think, think just the card is boring, but is it 
I think it's the attracts do as your commander, right? And like mm-hmm. so, like as a face card, because because mm-hmm. the nonsense that comes with it, like it, like is probably why. But I don't think the card itself is actually that is bad at all. Yeah, I, I mean, with no. Tulane or Cobalt, I get it that the commanders just push too yeah. way too much. But with attracts, I was like, it's boring, sure, but. That, I think it's it might be tied to popularity. Like I, I think it's a, yeah. out of all the commanders here, I think Atrax is the most fair because her, her like her her floor is very high, but her ceiling is not exceptionally high. You you can only, you only get so much value out of her every single turn. Whereas something like Chulane, like that that ceiling is ex- exponentially high. If you have the mana to keep recasting creatures, you can win. Uh, same thing like like Edgar Markov is also like incredibly difficult to deal with. Narset, which is much more salty, but Atraxa happens to be the most popular commander according to ED Trek. Like just out of all commanders, she sits in the past two years. She's ranked number one with almost fourteen thousand registered decks as her as a commander. So I think maybe just the sheer number of them. But it's interesting that Lathril is number two. With twelve thousand decks, and uh, I don't, I don't see Lathril in the salt score actually. Yeah, I mean, Wait, the, and the same is Lathril, the elf, the elf, the elf commander, precon uh, commander. Oh, is they so popular? People, people love like elves. Decks. They people really love like elves. <laughs> but elves really, though, like I think that's a really good point. Like, how are we picking and choosing which popular commanders make us salty here? Because uh, we have like Eureka, we have Atroxa on the on the salt score list. We have Edgar, we have Corvald, we have Tulane. That's a lot of like powerful. I guess you could argue some of them are maybe even too powerful, but like powerful and popular commanders. But why is the Erdragon not salty or like Kenrith, mm-hmm. which is also like one of the top five commanders, or Omnath or Midrotha, like? What is it that sets those those commanders apart? Like, I don't think you can argue that it's just like Chulain is straight up more powerful than the Erdragon or something. They're both really, yeah. really strong commanders. Why does some of them get a pass and not show up on this list? And other ones people just get like super salty about when presumably you're seeing them roughly the same amount of the time. Because I mean, based on EDH Rex rankings, I there needs to be anomaly. There, there needs to be like a way where they do this list and all the LD just gets lumped together. Because if you remove, like, if you put all the LD spells into one card, right? Because, because that's essentially the same thing repeated, right? Uh, that, like, that's like the first fifty cards. I'm curious what the like, actual, like the actual other like ninety, like you know, the other fifty cards would be if you just mm-hmm. didn't have like most of the list be LD. Yeah, if you could go further further down on the list, it would be interesting to see. Another thing I would say, I don't know if any of you tried to take the salt survey when it was live. Um, I did. I tried to take it a little bit. This is the first year I had actually taken it, and I was kind of surprised that it seems like it was just literally random cards through the history of Magic, because mm-hmm. I got a lot of, like commons that I never have seen anyone play, and I have no idea why, like, who could possibly be offended by lone missionary or just some like some random draft <laughs> common? So I almost wish that it like I don't know was filtered in some way by like commander playable cards or something. Because eventually yeah. I ranked like fifty cards, and then I was like, oh, I'm just I'm tired of clicking. No, these aren't salty to all these random commons. So I guess I I guess I'm just gonna give up and not do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I thought it was just me because I was like, am I supposed to be salty about these cards? Like, is somebody <laughs> just upset about Seeker of the Way? I hit no <laughs> on, like, every card. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, they wanted you to. They so wanted to every single card to be 
uh, voted yeah. on. But I feel like there's a lot of cards that maybe maybe after they haven't been voted, maybe if they get like a zero on the salt scale, like like zero percent of people find it salty, you just remove it for the next year's survey. You know, like you don't yeah. have to have like some random common from Fallen Empires show up again, and that would it's stop probably... wasting people's time easier for them right otherwise they have to curate a huge list of potentially salty cards like they can't say oh these are the cards that i find salty so i just give them these cards to rate so it kind of makes sense that the whole community rates every card it just looks like, weird from the perspective like just, of just can't you just say like for 2023 every single card that was rated less than zero percent salt you just you know i mean sure but it, it has out. to be rated at some point so yeah, yeah. Well, we did so that this if we year don't as well. we already did it this year <laughs> yeah as if, we, mean, if we already did it we don't have to do it again and and edh oh, rec also has just like they already have the data on what cards see play in commander oh, yeah. that's so yeah. you could also filter out like if this sees playing like zero percent of decks and it's a random common yeah. like maybe it's not worth putting on the list just because it's not really relevant in any way even if it was salty like it wouldn't matter because literally zero people play it hmm. they still have to curate it but yeah. still yeah it's a lot of work so, but it it seemed a bit off when you took the survey. I just clicked on it and thought, well, it's, I mean, I have to rank random cards here. So I'm just gonna get off this survey and keep working on something <laughs> else. Like it, it's not like yeah. I think that would yeah. be my feedback to EDH Rec for listening to it. If you could remove the cards that just like are obviously not relevant, this would be some work though. That would probably I... make it more easy to participate. Yeah. Going back to the commanders, I have a question for you. What does this data mean in practice? So we know that people consider Urza, Korvald, Edgar, Tulane, Eureka, Atroxa. These are on the top 100 salty cards. Does this mean you should be, like, tearing apart your Trulane deck and finding another commander? Like, should you be searching for a different Saga commander than Atroxa because it's salty and you shouldn't bring it to a table? Like... What do you do with this data in practice now that we know a lot of people consider these cards salty? Like, should this impact the commanders we play and the decks we bring to to Vegas or a Command Fest or your LGS? It should we probably not. Will it? I mean, yeah. Like, it, I think like as in these cards already have like such a bad like leave such a bad taste in people's mouths. Uh, like example, if you look at Eureka and Chulain, like they kind of do one thing. Right, like they they do their one thing, and they're absurdly hard to interact with, along with Eminence. Uh, I I do believe though, they're like you know, like example when Tomer played Energy Atraxa, I thought that was like funny, right? Like like that's great. Like I I like seeing that. Uh, but when it comes to like putting this like information into practice, it's it might be better for you not to have these, even if you have like a troll like like Energy Atraxa deck, like. Obviously, it, it, I don't know if you could find another, an, like, an alternative to that, but, like, I think it's better to have, like, a, an alternative Mardu vampire commander or try to go a different route when you want to do vampires. Obviously, Eminence is, is cracked and absurd and super broken, but, like, if you don't want to die first, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. that's the main thing. Like, with all these cards, with all this data, that means that you, I guess, like, if you were to play me with any of these as your commander, I don't care, but know that I will mm-hmm. counter everything you play. Or and I only directed at you, so I I I, I will only go for you because you are the Oof. threat, right? Like unless for some odd reason you can convince me otherwise. 
So, and I assume that if I think that way, I'm assuming others will think that way as well. Like, we all know there's tons of other ways to build a sacrifice commander. None as good as Korvald, but, like, there are other ways to build sack decks. So, yeah, just take that with, uh, like, take that into mind when you play these, is that they are so hated out that you will always probably be targeted first. Yeah, it's I a think... bit... Oh. oh. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's a bit like the matchmaking on Arena for Historic Brawl. Like, you could play a blink deck and use, like, some random Azurius commander, but you could also choose Yorion, but you do need to know that you're going to get matched up with people that also play strong decks. In commander, it's not quite like this because you just join a table if you just play random games. But instead of being matched up with harder decks, uh, the people are going to go harder on you. Um, I don't know. I, I don't change my commander according to this, but I often get to hear that my commander is the scary one and then I get attacked. So just <laughs> be aware of this. It seems like yeah. I, I'm not too scared of Atraxa, but it seems like people uh, ah. I mean, it's I mean yeah. the the uh, the abilities on the attracts are, are the problem. I think this flying vigilance, death touch, life link. That's like that makes it just a good thing to have on the battlefield. Yeah. The proliferate part is actually kind of interesting, but the rest just makes it like, oh, so I can't attack you, and you're going to go in life, and eh. but yeah, otherwise, not, yeah. I wouldn't say tracks is bad. Like I think I think she's she's the most popular for a reason, and I think she's very good. But I just don't think she's as busted as the other ones that showed up on mm-hmm. on the list. And I think I think like like Krim like like we alluded to with like Phil, like you should know that these cards might be salty. And I think the most use the salt scale can be is probably to help newer players. Because I think a lot of new players will show up with a commander that is genuinely just exciting for them. Like they see Chulane. And Shulane says, oh, I get to ramp, I get to draw cards. This seems really fun. So I will play this. And it was also a Brawl Commander. Keep in mind, this was being marketed towards newer players to to pick up and and get into the format. Corvold was also another one of them. So, So a lot of people genuinely will pick up these commanders not knowing that they're like hated out at your, your at your journal table and that can lead to like some really big feels bad moment where they're like really you you spend maybe hundreds of dollars on this new deck you have no idea about its reputation or anything you just like the card and you show up and people immediately say like ah oh, it's Corval. <laughs> i hate Corval. i'm gonna i'm gonna take you out first and like because everybody who's played against Korvald has been steamrolled by Korvald at some point. You know, you, yep. that's, that's the rite of passage, uh, these days. So, so it sucks for the person who just invents, invented a lot of money into a deck that now they probably don't like because they're being hated out on. So I think knowing how salty, how powerful some cards are is really helpful because it can give you an informed choice. Okay, you like Korvold, just know that it's very salty. Do you still want to build a deck? If you build a deck and you know that it's salty, now you have the right expectation going into the game. Yes, people are going to hate you out, but like, you're you you know that now so like you can you can adapt to that right so i don't think it's necessarily don't build these decks it's like if you do build them you need to be you, you should be informed that these these might be salty cards and that people might focus you more than you expect and i think that's a good way of this is a good a good tool for for giving people that information 
Yeah, I think that's a really good point about new players as well. Because I think if you're someone who plays a lot of Commander, most of this list is pretty intuitive. It's mostly the cards that you probably know, like, eh, people get kind of upset when I blow up all their lands or whatever. So I think it's, like, kind of intuitive <clears throat> if you play a lot of Commander. But if you're someone just getting into the format... You might not realize it, because I remember when I got into the format, and I used to think it was hilarious to, like, obliterate or apocalypse, and I was like, oh, this is great, like, why wouldn't I do this? This is so sweet. And then eventually I learned that, like, the unwritten rules are you just, you're not supposed to do that in Commander, and now I know, and now I don't play those cards very much. So I think there is a lot of value for, for new players who might not be as experienced in the format and might not realize that the perception of some of these cards is pretty negative overall in the community. My I new mean, player commander friend went from Edgar Markov to Atraxa, and then he wanted to try something different. He went Edgar Markov Vampires, then he went Atraxa Super Friends, and then he's like, I want to try something different, Brago Blink. And like, I never I, I never had a chance to tell him, like, oh, just watch out. It's a little bit, a little bit salty, salty of commanders. Uh, um, but yeah. Uh, so, so for, for people like for, for newer players, it's really important to, to have some easy to digest guide on, on what might be scary. Yeah. It's gotta be an incredible feel back, feel bad if you like build your first own commander deck and don't take these informations into account. And then you show up to the table and you're like proud to show off the car, the deck you built and everybody says like oh yeah i hate this <laughs> that, that's gonna be such a feel that, like you, i hate it <laughs> yeah maybe you think oh did you ever think about this card decree of annihilation and they say yeah no <laughs> like it's gotta be i i hope some people found this list before they uh joined their first game with a deck like this because yeah as seth mentioned when you start playing commander you're probably thinking well why wouldn't i blink my dark side extortionist that seems <laughs> very good and it is but <laughs> that's very good <laughs> i i got another question for you kind of switching topics a little bit one card near the bottom of the list uh is triumph of the hordes triumph of the hordes 1.59 on this all scale it's Four mana, everything gets trample and infect and gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So it's an overrun effect. Very curious. Why do you think this is on the list when I don't think that Triumph of the Hordes is like generally meaningfully more powerful than like overwhelming stampede or something, which gives everything plus X plus X works is the biggest creature. You have the power of the biggest creature in trample. Like, is this a power level thing or is this more of a psychological thing where players just like the word infects makes them salty? Like we had that game where you played the plague mirror and I kind of like immediately freaked out, even though you were just using it as a mana dork just because it says infect on it. Like, is that just a normal commander reaction that if it says infect, it's going to be salty? I'm taking out plague mirror from my deck. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the aggro, we the did aggro it. was <laughs> on <Tomer. laughs> no, like, I mean, I deservedly got aggro afterwards, but the plague mirror was, was just a mana dork. It was, it was a mannequin. But in fact, that, that's exactly God. it though, right there, Seth. You just said it. In fact, it doesn't matter what it said before. <laughs> like, like it, the fact that it is an overrun is what you should look at, uh, look at it as. But like, it just has in fact. It doesn't matter otherwise. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. Fair. I don't think I mean, it's that fact, bad. But in fact, is pretty much quadruple strike in commander, right? Like judging yeah. by you kill somebody at full life, it's. 40 damage or 10 infect damage so you quadruple almost, their power almost and every, they have inf- every overrun will kill somebody though. 
Like, it, like yeah, that's like, what yeah, I yeah. that's why I thought about it. Like, if you play, um, what's her name? Will I, I'm blanking on so many card names today. The Will that Acromas Will. Oh yeah, that yeah. game gives double strike, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and like protection, protection that everything. That one's, everything. That one's, everything. That one's uh, I'd say better than Triumph. Yeah, yeah that's I think that gotta so be a way better card. Like way more flexible and. Yeah, I guess more potential to kill. It's not. Pull. I don't know. Triumph just kills every time. That's so. It's interesting I, though because it's not the best version, right? Like Triumph, like you said, Chroma's will is probably better, and I you can even argue about why some of the other overruns. It like, protects your creatures, and it's instant speed. Like sorcery on Triumph is brutal. But that is dead. I mean, <laughs> Either way, overwhelming yeah. splendor, Triumph of the Hordes, Crater Hoof, like that is dead. I think Triumph is still one of the best overrun effects. Like, yeah, I still sure. like if you're saying, well, it's just overwhelming stampede and stuff. But like, I don't run overwhelming stampede. I run Triumph from the hordes, though. Yeah, <laughs> Cause but that's because you're really trying to good. Make people, that's because you're trying to make people salty with your infect no. Kills. I <laughs> think it's genuinely a you, better card. <laughs> you're a dirty plague mirror player, Tomer. We know. <laughs> we know you love God. your infect. We know you love it. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> also, I mean... also of note, uh, Craterhoof Behemoth, which I think a lot of us would say is the yeah. best overrun effect, yeah, actually it is. is saltier. It's instead of so Triumph of the Horde has a one point five nine. It's near the bottom. Near the mid is Craterhoof Behemoth one point seven. Um, and yeah, it's just if we would. I think a lot of people would say Craterhoof is probably overall the best overrun effect. Yeah, especially because it's a creature. Yep. Um, and it does it does it show up? It's like it's is more popular than Triumph as well for sure. There, there's some. I think I actually looked at that. Uh, Craterhoof seven percent, Triumph six percent, Overwhelming Stampede also six percent. So they're slightly more popular, but they're in the same range. But I do agree that it's like. It's more powerful. It is the best one. Yeah. So you think it's just a power level thing? Like, the two best overruns are salty? Or do you think it's like... Do you think Infect is part of why we see Triumph on there? <laughs> I think it, it, part. Infect. People hate it's Infect. infect. Yeah. I, I I despise Infect. But, like... What? Yeah, like, I... I you I just, Skittles me to death, like, multiple times. That was that was because it was... The, Dragon the, Tribal. The New, the New Year's Eve or, or New Year's Resolution thing. Play something that you wouldn't normally... I don't play Infect normally. Like, <laughs> Do you not I, have Skitherix in one of your paper decks? I, I have it in my uh, my Dragon deck. But I it's don't not, play... Decks, it's not it's not decks. a uh it's not a commander right like i i actually just and plus i play with cards i despise all the time <laughs> but like i myself just like dislike infect but whatever i've even been open about it with seth in like our our other <laughs> podcast i wouldn't hmm. i don't think i'd mind if they brought it back into magic <laughs> like to be honest you like monster i i i, 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 I mean I'm, I'm gonna be honest here i don't even care if they brought it back into magic so <laughs> I would, I would be very disappointed. I, I don't think they will, because people genuinely hate it, even in one v one. But I would like to see it come back, and and then we just raise the poison counter from ten to twenty. Yeah, I mean they be. got a fixed version, right? New cards do sometimes add poison counters, but it's like one at a time. The original version is actually the, yeah. the fixed version somehow. I mean, I think oh, yeah, right. that Blight Steel is 1.96 and like pretty high on the list, but no one really plays it. <laughs> uh, probably backs oh, up the fact yeah. that people just like really don't like dying to infect because it only shows up in like 2% of decks. I don't think I've ever actually died to a Blight Steel in Commander. What? Satoru? 
Did Satoru Mizawa ninjutsu in Blightsteel? I died to that from uh, Richard played Satoru oh, and killed okay. me with that. Okay, so because I guess he, he does. Did he put it off? I think Richard He's... just never got to do it, right? No, I, I remember we like drew our entire deck. Oh, wait, I think I think maybe he just killed us with Ulamog or something like that. Oh, but Blightsteel is yeah. literally a one-shot, right? Like, if you get yeah. if you hit, get hit by a Blightsteel, you're dead. It's just a one-hit, you're, you're gone. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like people don't like infect, but also these are by far the most po- uh, powerful versions. Like you don't see Skitherix. Skitherix only does four. That's true. And yeah, he's not on the list. We these should take into account, like when we say, "Oh, this is the most powerful version." People mm-hmm. usually hate the goats. Like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo for soccer players is. I don't. I don't watch or follow soccer, mm-hmm. but I hear people hating on him. But you can't deny that he's insanely good. But as soon as you're the best, like Kratos of Behemoth, for example, you're bound to get some hate. And I think yeah. we should see this list probably with Atraxa as well. Like if you're insanely popular and good, you automatically have haters, I guess. Mm. And yeah, while yeah, while in fact is definitely a thing here. Yeah, there are some cards here that are just the best at what they do. Mm. Uh so this is also a thing to consider that, here. That does like, have Thassa's Oracle okay. is okay. D- it's definitely yeah, Thassa's Oracle showing up. I think yeah. is is a highlight of what of your of your argument. Yeah. I think like Thassa's Oracle does not deny anybody anything. It's not like any resource denial whatsoever. Um, and yet Thassa's Oracle sh- shows up in the top ten. Is this is this just because it's the strongest win condition in the format? Surely, like because there's no like. There's no lab maniac on the bow uh, on the yeah. list. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just like the least satisfying. It's popular and it's like the least satisfying win. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you win without actually doing anything. It's just such a jank out the entire table way to win the game. Where it's like, <laughs> you know, I did, I did my thing and like nothing I did before matters. Like I feel like that's part of what makes it so salty. Because like, come, Dude. come on, man, like play magic. Don't just don't just do that. Does anybody play Thassa's Oracle outside of CEDH even? And in CEDH, salt shouldn't be a thing, right? I mean, some of these do not. Some of these do not see any play whatsoever. Like <laughs> Devastation is ten thousand, or sorry, one thousand uh, submitted decks. For <laughs> for comparison's sake, like Winter Orb, which is another card I rarely see, has nineteen thousand deck submissions in it. So yeah, like, it's gotta be. some of these cards are like they're they don't show up so i don't know but this one actually does eighty thousand decks which is actually a lot that's actually <laughs> I, that's actually a lot a lot that's i mean it's every cedh deck right <laughs> it's gotta mount to something it's gotta be it's, cdh it's gotta be yeah. like but like outside of cdh i, I do play thoughts oracle in my merfolk deck as a just oh, i need sure. I, it is just a merfolk and, and i scry with it <laughs> I, and i i think i played it one time and the whole table was like oh do you have a way to combo with it? i'm like no no i'm just i'm and my combo oh. is I'm gonna I'm gonna play Lord of Atlantis and hit you with it. Like I will <laughs> like, like that's my combo. I feel like that's gotta be so wrong because I will probably attack you on principle because you played a one three <laughs> that's not even very good, but I mean, yo, it it scries, all right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Just think, uh, of it, think of it like as a, a, a sort of an auger of bullets. <laughs> There's one card that I'm actually surprised is is so salty. Like I get it, but like also I was surprised that it's up here. Cyclonic Rift. 
Oh, uh, so scored no. a two point three two, so it didn't make the top ten, but it's like top thirteen, um, and it's in two hundred and eighty thousand. <laughs> oh, it should be higher. That shot definitely should be yeah. top ten. Do you think it's the popularity of it? Why? Like, oh, it is, a, it is very effective. It's a it's, very. It's possibly the best board wipe that's like outside of like MLD, right? But like. It's Man. so bad. It's, it's pretty so salt-inducing. Like, I, yeah. it makes me a little bit salty. Just like uh, it being instant speed, only impacting your opponents. Like everything Scarting about it. Starting out the is, hand size. Yeah, destroying <sighs> the hand size, getting rid of all your cool things while your opponent untaps and like goes off and probably wins. Ah, I don't know. It makes Hopefully me salty, wins. so I can see it. And it's another card you see a lot. Like, you, like you were just saying, some of these cards are super salty but they're so salty that you don't actually see them very much because people have kind of just like self-selected them out of most commander games cyclonic rift is one of those cards that you see all the time which i think makes it a little bit worse because you actually experience the salt of it unlike some of these other cards yeah like i have them in in, i have it in zetru and uh my mech titan deck I, I'm now wondering, maybe staple. I should take them out? Like, Why? Yeah, Why? yeah, it's just like, Why? it's the best blue board wipe. If you're sense. in blue, you run it, right? Right, yeah, I mean, you just run it in blue, right? But like, but why would but you like, take that out? I, I don't I don't understand. I don't know. Like, I, don't I feel even... like a hypocrite because I don't run Rhystic Study, and I hate Rhystic Study. And Rhystic Study is 25,000, which is also, like, crazy high. Sorry, no, 200... Sorry, 250,000 decks. <laughs> 251,000 <laughs> decks. So it's, like, less popular than Cyclonic Rift, but... While Cyclonic Rift doesn't really bother me that much, Rusic Sunny definitely does. Like it, it's it, of all the cards here, the only one that actually gets me salty is Rusic Sunny. <laughs> so now I feel a little bit of a hypocrite that I'm running Cyclonic Rift but not Rusic Sunny. The thing about Cyclonic Rift, it, it feels too easy. To like, of course, a lot of cards are too easy to win with. Like that's probably the problem with. But it doesn't um, win. Crater of Behemoth. Yeah, that's the problem. If you don't it win, keeps like the game oh, going. <laughs> Wait, but the you problem, but you want to play Magic? Why wouldn't you want the game yeah. to be going? <laughs> so maybe it's my. I think I've played it zero times so far, and I will never play it in the future. So I probably keep that zero. <laughs> the problem is every time a Cyclonic Rift gets cast, everybody says, oh, "Okay, cool." Have your fun now. It's not like anybody says, oh, that was clutch. Wow, what a cool answer to this problem. No, no. <laughs> you just bounce everything end of turn. Just, no, not everything, of course. It's like the only thing I get if uh, Thomas said I played in Zedru, at least there's some synergy with the commander if you give them yeah. your opponents and then you pick them up. So yeah. I would say, oh, yeah, at least it makes sense. But man, Cyclonic Rift is so boring. It's like too easy. Why is it instant speed and only uh, seven mana? I mean, I don't know. I feel like that just aligns with play styles, right? I I don't even think this card is like bad at all. Like I've been rifted, you know, Seth rifted me like recently. And, yeah, but like, you it happens all the time. Rely on permanence. I do. I still do. Oh, I, I don't understand where this. Y'all know that planeswalkers <laughs> and things are still permanent. You'd be like, sweet, permanent. you reset my loyalty counter. <laughs> yeah. Thank I mean, you. I, there's no <laughs> At least way. We could have that. another. <laughs> It's just a. I think this is a very powerful catch up card. It doesn't like if you're behind, it allows you to catch up. I don't see the problem no. with it. One time. But if you're, but if you're ahead, it also ahead, allows you, you to win get the game. Burn. Yeah, like if you're then, ahead, you win the game. Then, then it is a win con. I don't see it. Then why? Why? What is the problem with but it? It though? doesn't win. Okay, it, so. But, but it could win, right? Like you just mentioned, it could win the game, right? So. 
let's add the card next to it on the salt scale into this conversation because I'm curious if you play that one, which is Dockside Extortionist, which is exactly the same salt score, also a staple, and it's a card that I got a copy of because I bought the cycle of precons when they were on sale, so I just incidentally have a Dockside. I mm-hmm. did put it into one of my decks, and then I took it back out of the deck because it just didn't feel... I, I never came away from the games where it showed up feeling like it was satisfying or that the table had a good time with that card. And to me, that same feeling kind of exists for Cyclonic Rift. That same thing, mm-hmm. like, oh, sure, I won. Like, I am, eh, but I don't come away from it feeling good about it. So should we consider those cards... Even though they work very differently, should we consider them in the same way? Or, I don't know, do you play one and not the other? What do you guys think about the comparison there? Dockside is the only card I wouldn't play on this, like, pretty much. Like, like I mean, out, outside of the LD and stuff, like, like Dockside, I think, is is not the same to me as Cyclonic Rift at all. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about, uh, like, a solid catch-up card. This is, like, this is absurdly broken. This is absurdly mm-hmm. broken. I have to spend seven mana to Cyclonic Rift, right? You spent two mana, and that's not even accounting for the numerous other things that'll happen. Uh, like, like, oh god, this card is so far ahead of everything on this list. I think outside of like LD <laughs> and uh, Stasis Winter Orb, sure, leave that at the top. But like for me, this card is just leagues ahead of everything else on this list. But at yeah, some point, is- like from the community overall they view it the same based on these rankings like maybe that's your personal preferences but apparently thousands of people have graded these cards and overall the commander community views them as exactly the same i've never i've never been salty about rift but dockside like i had in my my culture deck i took it out because yeah i'm just like it's too good and I think all these cards are fine, by the way, in terms of like certain play groups. I wanted to, I wanted to just like clarify yeah. that. Like all these cards are totally fine if you're playing high powered commander or even if you're playing low powered commander. Um, as long as your table is on board with it, right? Yeah. We're talking about like generalized, like mid power level tables, casual commander, especially when we are playing against strangers, like in a pickup game. Like this is where the salt scale is actually applicable. If you're playing high power, if you're playing CDH, obviously, like these, this does not apply whatsoever. We're talking yeah. specifically about like casual commander with our own groups or just, you know, with pickup games. I mean, dude. In person, I would probably just laugh if somebody <laughs> slams down a tabernacle or something. I think that's yeah. something completely different. Like if I play in my play group and somebody just sneakily whips out a CEDH deck, I just say, "Yeah, you know what you did." So <laughs> that's fine. Like the pickup games are the are where the assault scale comes into uh, relevance. But I think Dockside Extortionist and Cyclonic Rift being rated the same is just because they are all in the same rating system because dockside is just mm. too powerful like it doesn't stop your opponent from doing anything except for playing i guess because you probably win the game pretty soon after and <laughs> it's like Rift continuing the game magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like Rift just just negates everything your opponents did and doesn't really help you i guess and dockside is like Dockside is power level. The other one is annoyance salt. And I think that's just two very different things. Uh, just like the card next to it is Urza. It doesn't really do anything 
that stops the opponent from doing something, but it's just... Uh, winter Orb, Static yeah. Orb. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Winter Orb. If you combine it with Winter Orb, obviously. Sure, Actually, sure, it doesn't sure. work with yeah. Stasis. Static Orb, Winter Orb, though. Yeah, yeah, if you account for this. But otherwise, it just goes infinite, and your opponents have to watch you... Okay, yeah, I guess it's miserable in a thing. bunch of what ways. Monster, <laughs> what monster? What a I mean, I'd play it with that if I had one, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm not taking good. that out of my mech side. I don't care about the salt screw. I'm keeping it in there. Hey, I I'm mean, creating clues. Yeah. I'm a hip, I'm full hypocrite mode. I, I, do not, I will not run extortionist or risk study, but I'm absolutely jamming her as a... I find no that one can tell me otherwise. I know, I know. There's no... I. This is kind of like a shocker slash wake up call for me because like I always found Rift as like it's very powerful but fair. It's seven mana. And yeah. then Dockside is like this lot. is like absurd. And then Urza's like, yeah, it's busted with Winter Orb and stuff, and it's a very good card in general, but like I don't know, I'm still running in my ninety nine though. I, I, I think Urza's even salty in the ninety nine. I've never been salty about a ninety nine Urza. Playing against well, you just, Urza, you just came I'm across an Urza of, like Winter Orb. Oh my god, Winter Orb! But how, how did you feel about me j- dropping that Urza? That game, I, I it didn't bother me. Be honest, I was the zero zero salt score for that play out of the ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, zero Same. salt score for me. Urza I mean, I, I obviously Urza is absurd and broken, like very powerful. Yeah, but very like, <laughs> all right, well, like, but like not even. But then there's like Dockside is just leagues ahead of all of this. So like ever like there the but the next thing down from a Dockside would probably be like like fifty steps below. Uh. That's true. It is pretty far off the curve. I. I got another another question for you. This one, switching topics again. One other thing they mentioned in that video that you were talking about, Tomer, was the biggest gainers in Salt this year were treasure cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Knobbones shot up like almost a whole point. Prosper went from almost not salty to .88. Zorn, Goldspan Dragon. Basically, a lot of cards that have the treasure mechanic shot up. Do you think these cards are actually salty? Or is this an overreaction to the conversation that's been going on in the community about, is Wizards printing too much treasures? Is this mechanic even healthy? Like, have they went too far? Do you think it's a little bit of recency bias where people are voting based on, like, that conversation in the past year? Or are these cards actually salty? Like, to me, Old Nawbones, to me, that doesn't seem like a salty card. It's seven mana. You gotta have other creatures to attack with. Like... But it shot up a ton. That's one of the biggest gainers. So what do you think about treasures in this big increase? I, th- I think it is a bit of recency bias. Because everything mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, ha- it, like, it, it doesn't matter if you blink, it, it makes a treasure, right? Like, it does, it, mm-hmm. whatever you do, it makes a treasure. Um, so there's just everything comes with a lotus petal. And I think that that is kind of why people are just upset uh, about it. But do I actually think these cards are that busted? I don't think Old Nobone's that busted. Uh, I don't think Zorn. I, okay, gold span is is very good, but I I don't think like a gold span in the game of just you know commander, Zorn commander. Has a salt score like yeah like, yes yeah, anything associated with treasures <laughs> essentially and, went up wow and, yeah that's should, gotta be should say none of these uh, are in the top hundred though they all increase no. but they still fall outside of the top hundred yeah the highest one was old knobbone at one point four one currently uh, which is just. <laughs> Yeah, the the, the top 100 cuts off at 1.56. Uh, Prosper is the highest treasure commander at 0.88, so it's still not cracking the top 100. 
but, but like, a big jump from 0.19 yeah. the year before something. So, I think yeah. people are just fatigued with treasure this year, and I think the salt of these cards are going to go down in a year from now. Because Wizards of the Coast also, I believe, acknowledged recently that they went a bit too far with treasures. So I think just the fact that they went like super ham in the last year with treasure mechanics is people just are fatigued with it, they're tired of it. And it's showing up a lot in Commander because these are recent cards. So people are playing Old Nabun, not just because it's a really good card, but because it's recent and people want to try it out. Prosper is the most popular commander in Rakdos. Um, so odds are if somebody busts out a Rakdos deck, Prosper is what you're going to be playing against. Um, I, so, so I think that will also color people's opinions on that. Because if you're just playing against treasure decks all the time you'll probably be a little bit more tired of treasure decks. And hey, just just for comparison, in terms of Rakdos commanders, <laughs> number two is Anye Falconrath at 3,716 decks. Can anybody guess how many Prosper decks there are oh. in EDH rec? Double that? Like, it's it's got to be a I, huge number. I saw the number, so... I, I more than I triple! Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 Prosper decks! <laughs> The difference between one and two is more than triple. Like, yeah, Julie, uh, Prosper, Prosper is super fun to works play. Pretty well, yeah, it does. Yeah, because Prosper is the strongest, thing. is one of the yeah. strongest commanders they printed. It, I, I thought, it, I, I think it's like it was, is it actually Gavin and Melissa both said there was a, a design mistake. So oh, is, yeah, so. I think it's a little bit overly pushed, but also people like things that are very powerful, like inherently. So there's a correlation there. So yes, it's a. But I think people would be tired to be like prosper, like, oh, I cast this from exile and make a treasure. Oh, I use the treasure to do that. I make another treasure, make another treasure, make another treasure. And you're just like, please, please stop. I want my turn. <laughs> I wonder if the so. card can get salty just because you see it so much. You were talking about just how yeah. many prosper decks yeah. there are. I've noticed that happen in other formats. We, we're pretty diverse with how we play Commander because we're playing different decks every week. So we're always seeing different uh, things. But I know sometimes in Standard, there's cards that aren't even that good but they just show up all the time that i end up getting a little bit annoyed with not because they're too good just because you see them too much so i wonder if that's part of what goes on with like the big increase from prosper or even some of those other commanders we talked about earlier like the corvalds and edgars and atroxas like maybe it's not like oh that card's miserable maybe it's just like oh my god i'm I'm kind of tired of this because i see it all the time like play something else for once as soon as it's on the radio like as soon as you hear it a lot or even worse if you thought you were the only one finding this band and then, oh, wow, now they're popular. No, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> you or throw like, away yeah, your T-shirt. You like, yeah. Not hipster enough. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I, I got one more question about this. We talked about treasures going up. Tomer, something, a group of cards went way down <laughs> in the past year yeah. that I think is very interesting. What were those cards? Um, so, uh, there was a big controversy about a year ago when, uh, Wizards of the Coast announced Universes Beyond, which are going to be taking IPs and collaborating and putting them on Magic the Gathering cards. And the first one they went with, out of all the IPs they could go with, they went for uh, a TV show that, um, does not have a lot of cross cross potential with Magic the Gathering players and probably would have been more received back in its prime a decade ago. But that was the Walking Dead cards. It was a secret layer, Walking Dead, uh, mechanically unique cards uh, that showed all your favorite Walking Dead characters as mechanically unique Magic the Gathering cards uh, for a limited time duration sale. 
Um, and people did not like them. They did not like it very much. And uh, the salt score of last year showcased that. There was uh, People were very upset about them and considered them all very salty cards. And I think that was more an indicator of the fact that people don't like the product rather than they don't like the card mechanics themselves. And they all went down like significantly in salt that they're not even cracking the 100 anymore. They all went down by at least 0.6% or 0.6 points. Um, and, and I think it seems like the community is just kind of over it. Like they don't really care about walking dead cards or universes beyond cards as like a salt factor anymore, or, or at least the ones who did, they've, they've quit the game and they no longer participate in these surveys. So it's, yeah. it's one or the other. Probably Fr- a little frowny bit of face. It's a frowny face. It's frowny face. <laughs> yeah, that, a frowny, frowny face. face has been done. <laughs> yeah. So this, what, do, what do you all think about these cards and, and the salt change? They, they were never like, like a salty thing for me. Um, uh, I, I think the concern was how they were released. They were the first, right? I mm-hmm. think that was the issue. They were the first, I think, of their, their kind with like, you know, the universe beyond style stuff. Uh, so naturally they draw the most hate. I, it was just unfortunate for them. Uh, like it, whatever the franchise was, uh, like unless it was like maybe like D and D or something like that. But like that's yeah, that's like, that's like oh, splitting yeah. hairs. That would right? make sense. Th- that would make sense. But like the first, the first drastic like like secret layer uh, or or whatever universe to be on style product was Walking Dead. So it was yeah. like bound to fail. Like or they at should least have bound like to Lord get of the salt. Rings or something. Why did they go yeah. <laughs> walking, walking Dead? dead? Yeah. Still running at this point. Uh, I, I well, thought this was like it's walking. It's, it's but, was like a okay. decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's <laughs> a zombie of what it used to be. Let's just say <laughs> it's ending wow. though. But it's got like it's got like a spinoff. Thank but, God. I, I mean, I watched the show enough, uh, but like, I mean, yeah, like for the most part, I this this as a magic product uh, definitely upset a lot of people. But I think mm-hmm. it was just because it was the first of its kind. So I think people have warmed up to it and people who are like really upset about it, they left. And also they also walked back that thing where they said, like, these are going to be mechanically unique. Deal with it. Now they said we're going to reprint these as in-universe options, and we're going to keep that for all secret layer versions of Universes Beyond 2. However, it has been two years, and we ha- we don't know when, when these cards are working. Yeah, we haven't get any of them. We, we haven't seen those Sorry. yet. I, they did I, say I, they would, but... They yeah, would! Sometime! Yeah. I mean, was it for the imagine... Walking Dead cards, or is it for future products? They no, said for they, Walking Dead. So initially they said for future products, then they came out and said, oh, good news, we're going to do it for the Walking Dead ones too, but we haven't actually... We got the cards. ones for Stranger Things, Yeah, uh, yeah. but we didn't get Walking Dead. I mean, I that's also... classic Wizards, right? They yeah. just say something and then make one announcement or like with the arena economy <laughs> hey you can buy wild cards overpriced and now even the overpriced bundle is gone and now we are back to where we were but hey they did a stream they are not they addressed it they should do it also, yeah and then i guess it worked for these cards like people are not salty about them anymore i uh, think it but also just gets still the same <laughs> I think it also just gets tiring. There's so many things for people to be salty about and so many products and so many secret lairs that it's just really tiring to care about all that stuff. So there's so much yeah. going on now that I wonder if some people just like went from being actively salty about it to just being like, whatever, like kind of apathetic. It's me at this point. I'm that yeah. person. <laughs> like we have Transformers cards coming out with the Brothers Warp draft or not draft boosters, the collectors and, and set boosters. 
I'm not a fan of that. There's like Post Malone Secret Lair that just got announced. Like <laughs> those are all so yeah, well, cool. <laughs> okay, I mean you're the you're the target demographic for me. Me, I'm like like I don't like universes beyond, so I'm mildly salty at the idea that they did this. But like, am I going to be upset that you bring out Glenn, the voice of Car- Calm, like at a table? No, I don't care. I'm too tired to care. Yeah. That's that's where it comes down to. I'm just too tired. Play what you yeah. want. Yeah. If you want to kill me, like, uh, quip Rainbow Dash to, I don't know, the, the Dreadnought from Warhammer 40k, and then you dab me with the Triumph of the Horde Fortnite Yo. skin... I'm just Go saying. Go for it. Now that I'm Fortnite's tired. in the game, you can definitely floss. You have every every. You can floss. You can floss after you dunk somebody. I think magic. And is I want now. that triumph from the hordes. I want the the for, I I unironically want the triumph from the hordes oh, I, Fortnite yeah. skin. Just so I can, I can, if I really want to salt somebody out, oh, I, I yeah. get them that, really hard. That has oh, to be the yeah. saltiest card in existence. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's in fact, scale, it's yeah. already on the salt scale, and it's a Fortnite universe beyond. That's <laughs> it's got to be super high. I would. Can die you, just, from can you imagine, like, in a in a year from now, we should have enough cards for like a universe beyond just deck oh, yeah. commander deck, and you could just Ooh. literally just kill people with Fortnite cards. You know what I want to do based on this podcast is just build like a salt scale deck where I just put like the top fifty cards and then mana rocks and ramp and just like yeah, yeah. I so might just pick up one Vegas. of Crim's decks. I might bring that. Yeah, that is kind of a Crim deck, isn't it? I, I I actually do have a Kenrith five color hate deck that is just like, but it kills itself oh, yeah. at the time. I blood moon myself out of the game, but it's like all the hate parts, and I, I, I choke Ooh. myself. <laughs> Uh, all right, I, I wrapping this back around to like the real world. We talked a little bit about if you should change your commanders based on this salt score. Should we be bringing these up in the rule zero conversation? Like, let's say we go to Vegas, we're playing with random people. Mm-hmm. Are we under an obligation as commander players to be like, "Hey, guess what? I got a fierce guardianship in my deck. Hey, you know what? I got a cyclonic rift in my deck, or you know, there's a Dranith magistrate or an Ulamog or whatever." Should we be doing that? Is is that something we should be addressing to make sure that everyone is, you know, having the same expectations and having a good time? I wouldn't look to this list for every card because, again, salt is can, can get be- very subjective. There's only one thing that you see reoccurring through this, right? That And, and it is mana like cards. land destruction <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and like 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 orbs, right? The stasis <clears throat> kind of effects. Those are the ones that I think you should probably mention. Because they are redundant throughout this list. Everything else, I think, is a bunch of misers. I think counter spells are just whatever. I like sure. I guess mm-hmm. it is redundant. There are three, but or four, but people just don't like counter spells anyways. Uh, so I, I don't know. I I think the only things you need to bring up are land destruction. Like, hey, I've got Armageddon's in this, and hey, I've got stasis effects. That's it. Don't care what about, about anything else. What about extra mm-hmm. turns? I feel like most of the extra turn spells that see player on the list, like there, there are several of those. Does that get it up near the like MLB uh, area or no? It it it's on its way, and I can I can see why. Uh, like it's it's close, uh, but I wouldn't be like exactly like upset with you if you're like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm taking all the turns. Uh, and, yeah. and I hate extra turns. I, I despise it. I would not play them. I don't even play extra turns. So, uh, like this, this isn't a thing where oh, he's a crim bias. No, no, no. Like there's, there's just, I, I just don't think it matters enough. Like just LD and like orbs. Like, uh, well, it's interesting because I'm actually I'm, I value you, your opinions more than me because 
when I do like a rule zero, I just basically kind of I kind of lump all these salty cards as like not not cool. Like people might not be happy about it if I brought it like a like a low power table. But if we're playing like high power, uh, I assume like these cards are all free free game as well as like combos and stuff. So like I usually ask like, hey, what what power range are we looking low, mid or high? And then from there, like if I were picking low, I will not run these cards. I I, I just it's... don't have a low power deck, so it's either <laughs> it's either medium or high. Like Wait, you that, mean, the... but you have a Morphon Dragon deck. So oh, that's I... right. So high power. <laughs> I... Uh, it's tricky because some of these cards are staples. Like, do you really need to say I got Smothering Tithe every single game? Like, I just expect no. that people probably have Smothering Tithe because it's like one of the most played cards. On the other hand, I know when I was in Richmond and I was just playing random games with people, I had a deck that had Fierce Guardianship in it. And a few times I did mention it while we were like talking about what we we're playing. Like, yeah, the deck's like not very strong, but like, you know, just so you know, it's got a, you know, Fierce Guardianship in there. I don't think it would be wrong for me not to do that in every case, but sometimes it felt right to do that, depending on the people I was playing with and what I thought mm. they were playing and their expectations for the game. So I don't know if there's a hard and fast rule where you like everything in the top hundred, you got to bring up every time, but I think it's something to be aware of, like that many people apparently consider these cards to be salty. So just something to mm-hmm. be conscious of as you're having those conversations, maybe. I kind of wouldn't want to know anything about the opponents. Like that yeah. kind of is the appeal of Commander. You see right. the Commander, and if the Commander is Narset, well, they're probably mm-hmm. going to play some extra turn spells. And they probably won't play a Winter Orb just for fun. So they are a stack stack. And yeah, they can tell you, I'm a stacks Kenrith deck or whatever. But otherwise, I wouldn't want to know if they have free counter magic. That kind of mm-hmm. takes the whole point out of it. If they say, mm-hmm. oh, be aware, I run... Force of Will and Fierce Guardianship, and then I'm sitting there, oh, yeah, I really... Like, then they I, counter me be, without even countering me, because now I play around them, even if they don't have it. Like, especially I, with these free spells, I really don't want to know it. Like, ugh. I, I don't want surprise. to know the contents of your deck, but I do want to know what deck you're running. Like, oh, yeah, if, the, you, if you want to run Narset, then I'm not going to bring, like, my six-drop tribal deck. You know, because... <laughs> Because um, you're just this is not going to be a really game. So like, if you want to run Narset, I'll bring a more powerful deck that I feel can 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 be a worthy opponent at the table. Same thing with like Urza. But yeah, I don't really care if you're like, you know, if you're running like Obliterate and stuff. I feel like I I trust you to know not to bring bring that to like a low power table and just surprise me with with stuff you want to showcase. I don't know. But tell yeah. me your commander. Like, if you're Kobold, I'm not going to bring, like, garbage. I'm not going to bring Zedru out to, to, <laughs> to do that. I'll bring something, like, a little bit more uh, powerful. I mean, because everyone wants to have a good game. So having, yeah. like, a little basic information, I think, helps helps achieve that goal. Because it's not very fun just to, like, stomp. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, play a really bad deck against a really good deck. Like, no, the person <laughs> with the good deck doesn't feel good, and the person with the bad deck doesn't feel good. But... Yeah, I don't know if you got to go card by card. Like that would be like yeah. a little bit extreme. <laughs> I, I think if the, if you know somebody gets easily upset by certain cards, then like I would I would just avoid running those those decks like as a courtesy to them. But like generally speaking, I wouldn't be like, oh, I have temporal mastery in this deck. You know, like oh, yeah, that's it's, be... it's on the salt scale. <laughs> like I don't know. 
Whatever. What about? I mean, Tempora Mastery is like extra turns. You can't feel good about playing extra turns in Commander in general. Like, I play them in sixty cards every <laughs> time. And you gotta been... sit there and untap, and people watch you. You're just oh yeah, I'm definitely the bad guy at That's this what I like right now. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't usually write extra turns. I, I do write Cyclonic Rift. Now I feel like should I take it out? Combat no, section, should I take why? out Cyclonic Rift from my uh, Don't listen to that. What are you talking about? Most people like, Well, I'm yeah. not asking them about Urza. Urza yeah. stays, I don't even oh, care. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but Cyclonic, Cyclonic Rift. No. I never thought it was that salty. It's seven mana. Cyclonic Rift is just salt inducing, much like Seth had mentioned earlier. It's one of those cards, people, everyone has one. It's just yeah. like if you have blue, you play it. Simple as that. I, yeah, but that, I, I you don't... say the same thing about Rhystic Studying, and I don't like That's true. I mean, for the most part, I think that Rhystic Study does go in about almost like 80% of blue decks, 90% of blue decks, but not all of them. But I, I think mean, I guess wouldn't put it in? Which ones wouldn't I put it in? Yeah. I don't play it in some of the decks like that just, example, like I don't play it in my rogues deck. I don't think it does anything. It just, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. there. Draw cards. Mo- uh, but you could do that with your Anawan. Like, do I need a yeah, dedicated... Yeah, but draw cards <laughs> better than Anawan. That's the problem. No, but I can just kill you instead. Like, it doesn't kill you. It doesn't, it, like, that's the main thing. Like, I, I don't know. My, it kills my sense of self-worth and fun. Well, okay. If I'm against you, I know it kills you at least on the inside, so I might you, play You win but... the emotional battle immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it itself doesn't exactly further some of my more aggressive or tempo-y blue plans. True. You should probably still play it. I don't know if there's probably. a blue deck I would not play. Heuristic <laughs> Study, and honestly, it just seems like it's so so strong. I don't have it in any blue decks except for my CDH deck. But like, if I wanted to make my deck better, I'd put it in every single one. I think. That's yeah. The problem. I don't think I have whatever. Any copies I don't want to. So, I don't yeah. want to dwell on on Heuristic Study anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. But at Vegas, what? speaking of Vegas, I am bringing my Chaos deck. So if anyone wants Ooh, to play yes. that, I no, want to play I can't. that for sure. <laughs> I have a thing. I have a thing. It's called respecting my time. Um, I can't, can't make it. Sorry. Just that, that, that's um, like the, that, if you see me, it's like the secret menu in and out. Just say you want the secret menu. <laughs> oh, there's, there's an interesting one here that I, I am actually shocked that it's so high. Uh, we have some planeswalkers like Narset, part of our veils. I totally understand why it's salty. People yeah. don't like getting wheeled and having their hand discarded. There's a couple cards that I think are fall into like do not make me discard my own cards, like Censure Blitz. I think maybe Mindslaver probably falls upon the same thing yeah. where it's like you can take my turn, but like I don't like it that you're wasting my own cards. That's not cool. But then there was then there's this one. Okay, this two actually that's kind of cute. Well, one I kind of understand, but Teferi Time Raveler, I am shocked. Each of uh Teferi Time oh. Raveler, it's a uh, three fairy, three mana uh Teferi. Each opponent can't uh can cast spells only uh when they can cast sorcery, so you can't cast instance on like you know, non sorcery speed. Um, this one is high salt 1.81. This beats out like Ruination, uh, Mana Vortex, like a bunch of MLD effects. <laughs> like, this one is is up there. What do you, do you like? Cascading? Why? I, I, because a lot of people like it. This and is the, this is the like cascading it. demographic right now. They're, they're just yeah. like, oh. Oh, we got to downvote this card. Every single Mail- Maelstrom Wanderer deck is, like, mass I... downvoting this card. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, if you think about it, though, what does Teferi do? It basically says, 
you can't defend yourself from all my counter spells. Like, that is the primary use is like, oh, I play Teferi? Sure, maybe you could try to do, like, Veil of Summer or something to get to resolve your thing or counter me back. But no, it's just like the control player gets to be super extra miserable. So I can (laughs) see why it's salty. And I think, like, I think part of it comes from 60-card formats, too. Because the one that really shocked me is just, like, five cards ahead of Teferi is Oko Thief of Crowns, which in Commander is, like... So a good. completely unsalty card for me. It's like a beast. It's what? a good card. It's like a beast within, though. Like, it's just a removal spell. I'm not going to get salty about that. But in 60-card formats, oh, my God, Oka was, like, so broken and salt-inducing. So I wonder how much of this is, like, bleed over from standard players or modern players or whatever who, like, have a memory of these cards being so brutal in 60-card formats. And they're they're voting based a little bit on that because, I don't know, is Oka actually salty? Oko is like really good in multiplayer. Oko are not even on the salt meter. Like they shouldn't even be on the salt meter. It's I don't think it's salty, but it's I think it's like I think you should be running Oko way more than it it currently is played because it it starts at three mana, four loyalty, so you can very easily get it out on turn two uh, in a green deck because you do like turn one elf, turn two Oko, and it's it plus ones, it plus ones to say target commander does nothing and then you have to kill you have to kill that commander to just recast it then you have to go through an extra hoop it becomes a 3-3 elk with no abilities so it's worse than dead it has to sit there it has to sit there as a stupid 3-3 elk and then you have to kill it in case you want to get it back and like in commander where your commander is usually everything like that's i think the same reason why janet magistrate is so high is like so many people build their entire deck around their commander existing turning into a 3-3 elk mm-hmm. and then having to like kill it just so you can recast it is probably like it's like it's really good i think i like oh, it, it and then you could have you could do oko puns oh that's there, the best part are, just planeswalkers i think in general i feel like are such an odd thing to have on here like it, it, they're, they're just not like that good like as unless you're a super friends deck right like i play one miser planeswalker you know like it's kind of underwhelming and all that happens is everybody just hits it and then it's like cool i spent my turn doing that um i i just don't think planeswalkers are that salt inducing i mean i think oko and like teferi are good okay ugin ugin's not even salt inducing either i don't know i mean it's not even on this list i mean yeah one of my personal most salt inducing cards in commander only with windfall i think no not just with with the wheel it just i hate cards that say hey you're behind and you have cards that are designed to get you back from behind that draw you cards or something but Narset says no and then you have these ridiculous misplays like I did with Aminatu play a brainstorm or something and realize that the game is over now I was was joking I said you could draw with Aminatu and then you're like oh yeah yeah it was too late and I was like oh no dude (laughs) but but yeah, like I, I those cards, I don't understand like why they're on here. A Narset, I can get it. Like assuming I'm not even assu- like adding the wheels to this. Like just Narset on its own, I could see why some people would be upset because it's just a passive that you a lot of things just naturally do right nowadays. Everything draws a card, so I could understand that. And I I see why Seth would this would just be Seth, Seth's like natural like <laughs> oh, worst oh enemy, God. right? It really but, is. <laughs> But outside of that, like, I don't see why any of these planeswalkers should be on here. Like, no planeswalker should really be on here. I kind of think all of them have a place. They are 
kind of easy to deal with if you have creatures, obviously. A Planeswalker as a card type isn't really that solid in Commander, but whew, the effects on them are pretty good. Like, Oko is way, way, way better than a Beast Within. Uh, mm. And yeah, Teferi is just awful. <laughs> like, if you can't deal with it and you want to resolve a combo or something, like, good luck. Really? It's not going to happen. Teferi's oh, really? static's pretty I, I good. I underrated Teferi. Teferi's static's pretty good, too. Like, it's not Narzat wheel your hand away annoying, but it's still, like, once you play against it, you'll be amazed at, like, how much stuff that you think your deck can do that it just can't do when a Teferi's <laughs> on the battlefield. Hmm. Just keeping people playing fair magic. That's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely... For you, right? I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't understand, like, the this is another thing that just like absolutely blows my mind and why it keeps climbing up the salt scale is Dronith Magistrate. I'm sorry. Oh. What? Didn't you see how salty we got in the game when you played it against us and yeah. it locked us all out of doing anything? Like, I feel like we actually wait, 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 salty in that Commander Clash episode. What, was what that game me? Was that? Or was that Richard? Was it Richard? Who played it? Someone played it and it like just completely locked me out of doing anything. Like my deck was built around my commander. I couldn't play my commander. No one could kill it because I thought it was you because I thought they loaded it up with protection. So it was like never going to die. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just, like, I have, my deck never, I never have can do anything. It. That does sound like something I would do because it is like I played in my humans deck, but otherwise I don't think it's like that good. I Unless mean, it's, it's CDH. CDH, <sighs> yes, obviously it's amazing. It's another like your deck can't do what it wants to do. Like, that's the common yeah. theme of all these cards. And commander decks, a lot of them are built around their commander, and Renneth Magistrate just says, oh, for two mana, you can't play your commander. And I know you it, can kill it and get it off the battlefield. <laughs> I get all that stuff. But, I mean, mm. cards that keep people from executing their game plan are what make them salty. Like, that is the, the biggest <laughs> the biggest takeaway for me of this list. So I can see why people get salty about Dranith Magistrate. Yeah, my, my biggest takeaway is that some people should just, like, be... Like, be extremely prepared right like for <laughs> sure. like I, I i genuinely believe that there is a, like no reason why this card should be as absurdly like high as it is it is so I've, high on this list i think an extra point with Dranith magistrate is that if you're on a table and two people care about it or even worse only you care about this like oh i can't cast my commander but the other one's already cast their commander and they think why would i deal with it like yeah. and you're just sitting there and just please i don't have an answer to Someone this do something and the other one's like, yeah. i don't care about this and this <clears throat> probably else adds to this because especially like the thing even though it stops you from playing your commander, but the thing Magistrate does is pretty narrow. Once your commander's out, you can't cast cards from, like, you can't future side cards or something, right? It's just not from your hand. Well, it's like, like Prosper, Prosper decks. Uh, yeah, Prosper yeah. decks get hated out, but Cascade. it's not like a <laughs> where you say, well, This you is the, all the Prosper players downvoting <laughs> this card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> Krim always has a sneaky foretell card in his deck. It seems like yeah. every week he tries to slide one into the foretell zone without anyone noticing. So I don't even yeah, say anything. Like, <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you about one other card. I, I know we're getting near the end of the cast, but divine intervention, eight mana. <laughs> 
if it sits on the turn on the battlefield for two turns, you remove the counters, the game ends in a draw. There's a lot of win the game cards. None of those, outside of Thassa's Oracle, which we already talked about, show up on this list. So it's not like people get salty because you have an alt win condition necessarily. Is drawing the game just inherently salty? Like, is that the issue with this card? Because it's horrible, and it doesn't even see play. It's in 0% of decks. Why is this ranked relatively highly, 1.66 on the salt score? So, I remember, I don't think it's salty. I think it's hilarious. But I remember I got a a draw, not a win. I got a draw. I I used this ability successfully. I succeeded in drawing the game out with Divine Intervention (laughs) in a Commander Clash, one of the very first ever, when Jake, in Season 1, and Jake was so mad. He was, like, frothing with rage at the idea of the game. Because it wasn't, it's not technically a win, it's a draw, it's trolling, blah, 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 blah. And, like, so I can understand. There is there is some negative feedback okay. on, like, you're not winning, you're drawing the game. It's a waste of time. Blah, 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 but I think it's hilarious. I, I, I okay. Every, I don't know why this is salty. Everybody, this is casual magic. See, nobody lost. Nobody <laughs> had lost. a good time. I don't understand why this is on the salt scale, bro. That's not cool. Nobody lost. You're upset about exactly. me winning the game. Well, how about I don't win the game? I don't understand. <laughs> I genuinely don't understand. This is this should be on every like you know command fest, command zone like poster. This should yeah. be on every deck box. This should be reprinted like a soul ring. This Everyone's is a winner. Yeah, every yeah. nobody's a winner. <laughs> right? Okay. Hold. There's a reason why we play this. Nobody is a winner. And and what you play magic? It hits all the check boxes for casual magic. Yeah. I want to play magic. I don't want you to win. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. It is very anticlimactic, though. You gotta. Admit I don't know that, about that. Oh, the counters went, and now the game is over. And while I would just say, "Hey, I won. Fight me." Yeah. Uh, you technically you, you didn't. No, you did win. not. <laughs> sure. Okay. If if they re- if they did a, a reprint of this card. Not a real reprint, but a reprint of this card where instead of saying uh, the game ends in a draw, it says you win the game. Do you think people would be salty about it? Boring. No. Boring. Uh, Boring. I, and people wouldn't even play it, I don't think. Not that they play the draw it, version anyway, but no. It goes I don't think against so. the spirit of casual commander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I love that he did a jig. Yeah, the that, that jig was the best oh my god! I need like because a gift of that. Does... <laughs> <laughs> I got just saying. one question about the list before we mm. end this. So there's an agent of treachery on here. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's because of you. Well, does that does that mean because of cut that's not on here? Blatant thievery is okay. I I read out of this. Not I, on here, so Agent of Treasure is oddly, way worse. oddly easier to cheat, to blink, <laughs> to uh, blink, yeah. right? Like, like I can't blink <laughs> a blatant thievery, uh, and and to, yeah, it's a lot kinda. easier to like cheat this into play. Hmm, sure, I mean it, both it, of them are just super fun and fine for oh, me. Oh, I, I love the, I love them both. Like, please, oh, it's so good, and, and, <laughs> so... It's a, and it's a rogue. Oh, sure, that's why I play it. And, 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 and my favorite thing, personally, is that I need to get an altar of it. I want it to be the Resident Evil 4 uh, arms dealer, dude. The, <laughs> what do you buy? <laughs> like, he looks just like it, so it's perfect. 
I mean, it's a it's a minor salt for me because it's like oh, you're killing me my own stuff, like boo. But like, I don't know. I just learned to respect it a lot more. Like Homeward Path is in all my commander decks now that Phil joined. <laughs> I, I found it funny when Solve I them. stole a Homeward Path with an Ancient of Treachery. I'm like, no, I mean, you, got to, you right? took the Homeward Path instead of like the thing that I didn't yeah. want to take, right? But so it's my- like okay. <laughs> But in my blink deck or my Amanatu deck, yeah. I don't mind. Like, okay, cool. I've done. I've gotten the first thing out of the way. Yeah, it's a buffer. Uh, at the yeah. worst, it's a buffer. At, at the it's a best, shield counter. It's, like, it's a shield counter. Or, or you play it after something got stolen. That's like the best. It's like somebody like briberies you or like Rise of the Dark Realms, and you like Homer Pass. It's like, hey, yeah. remember who cast Rise of the Dark Realms? Well, we have all our creatures back, so have at it. <laughs> Man, yeah, I always forget by. about Homer Path. I. I hope I think about it in the right moment <laughs> because, yeah, these effects are getting more prevalent and uh, they are pretty good. But it's kind of why that blatant thievery should be. Like, technically, this is a lot of salt, right? Looking at the table and saying, oh, I take this and this and this, the best of everyone. Yeah. That should mm-hmm. be super salty, but it's not on here. So I guess it's the context of blinking Agent of Treasure, which is pretty powerful. kind of love it. Uh, but it was just blatant thievery. I would say, yeah, this is super salty, and I just play it anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to mention love the. I card. guess people are more okay with these effects. It's like the expropriate is is uh, exception here because oh. it's in the top. It's uh, number six on the list, or but sorry, number five like on the list. That's because gotta be extra because turns. Of the turns. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just you could just allow them to blatant thievery three times. It's fine. Actually, no, it has to be one extra turn and, and up, to, yeah. up to three. I mean, you can uh, choose the... So you the always... Well. Yeah, the, well, the... Well, so yeah. so you always choose an extra turn, the person who casts it, because if you vote for uh, money, you just take a per- you take control of a take permanent. Take one of your you own, own permanent. No, you own. Which yeah, doesn't really, do anything. Yeah. So you always take <laughs> an extra turn, there. and then your opponents let you either take extra turns or take one of their things. I think that's what yeah. makes it salty, though. I, I mm-hmm. think playing Thievery is, like, minor. Very minor salt for me. I, I think it's fine, though. You can play it. Nice. Y- year now, what? Like, the, I think the last thing for me is, like, years now removed, right, from wh- whenever Commander Legends came out. Opposition Agent is up here. Why? I hate this. Why? No. Do you ever play Fetchlands? It's so <laughs> Do you awful. ever play Green Crim? Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. No, it's not on the so... green part. Not on the green part. It, it combines mana it, denial with, like, uh, I don't know, stealing your opponent's cards. Well. Like, it's 10 triplets in Armageddon, all yeah. the, not Armageddon, but, like, a land destruction spell mixed together. <laughs> I well, can see why that would be like salty. like MLD, kind of. Like, if you have, if you have like, is... fetch lands in your deck and you just can't crack them because you have an opposition agent on the battlefield. Oh, three mana one. Just three mana is enough. And it's not flash. I'm sorry. I think think it's a little bit, it's too pushed, but like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's too pushed. I think, I think. Yeah, you compare that to, what's the Avon Mind Sensor? You compare that to Avon Mind Sensor, and Avon Mind Sensor is like an absolute joke compared to this. Sure. (laughs) I mean, it should have been four mana. But like, I I, I think that this card is, I I think there should be more of these. I don't even think that. that, No. I, I, I want I want more ways to shut down sh- like tutoring. Yeah, so, at least, I, I actually if it's agree with land, that. Yeah, I agree. Non land tutoring, okay, but I, but I want it to be back breaking. I want it to be like no, 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 not not a slight like like tap on the, the wrist. I want it to be like full on like. <laughs> 
you will never tutor again. <laughs> Anytime you do, you will wake up in a cold sweat when you think about even tutoring again. <laughs> you want you want a card that will dethrone Stasis as the top saltiest <laughs> card next year. I, yeah, that's I, the... I, I want something else. Like I want, I've mentioned, I want a two mana opposition agent. I want, I want an opposition agent at God, every point no. of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> With I want a ten mana opposition agent. <laughs> I want. Agent. I want... I want an opposite station that costs no mana if you have your commander out. How about that? I agree. That's, That's good. I, I like That's where you're going. Magic. I like where we're building on, what we're building on your Tomar. I like it. Get that idea into the like R&D right now because I love it. I just, just if anybody in Wizards is listening, no, please don't. Please. Yeah, don't don't listen to Grim. Do <laughs> not let tutoring run rampant. And, l- and that is an emphasis on ramp. Like I, I If you can play land destruction, if land destruction's a big no-no, Please let me just shut them down. At least be, let, let me just continue to dunk just, on, on, on cultivates and etc. But fetch lands. Punished for not be for not being on a budget. If you're on a budget, you would never fetch It's land. so much fun though. No, no, no. It's like I am so happy that I just play when Krim wasn't on Clash and you could just play all, all the fetch yeah. lands. Oh, beautiful. When Krim wasn't on Clash, I managed to do the Cauldron win. So <laughs> It's not so even wait, that he has it. I don't you know, think you know he had how many it. People, it was just like, three of mana. People would come into my stream chat and be like, Krim, I don't know what's happening this season. The cat, the crew is just like resolving things willy-nilly. They're not even playing around. They're, playing They're not even playing around season. fears. <laughs> <laughs> there's joy in their eyes. People did things. <laughs> they seem to be enjoying Commander. <laughs> we need you back. Chat, my challenge is they're having to, too much fun. You need to get back on now because they're, they're we did Tomer's, fun Tomer's just assembling Cauldra. That day when you assembled Cauldra, the video went live. This, dark came day. In. <laughs> this would have never happened. If it's like... <laughs> well, all right. So we talked about the saltiest cards in EDH Rec. Again, if you want to check out the entire list yourself, we're going to have that linked in the article and also uh, Joey's uh, really good uh, YouTube insights, the video on that where he talks about like which cards uh, got salt, like what were the differences between this year and last year. He did a good analysis on that and we kind of expanded on that with uh, uh, discourse. Um, and also just let us know what you feel uh, are your saltiest cards well, and, and the reasoning behind that. Like what do you, what do you think about our takes on on the salt, on the salt score. What do you think about rule zero? Would you want to discuss any of these cards before playing a game and sitting down with like, especially with pickup games of strangers? How do you approach that? Let us know in the comments section below. As always, thanks so much for listening, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And until next time, friends, see ya.